G'day everyone and welcome to episode 82 of Double Jumper Radio, the official podcast of doublejump.co. I'm your host Abia and I'm joined once again by my co-host John. John, how you doing mate? Um, not bad. Kind of weary this week I think, but not bad. We're playing a little bit of uh, Sunset Overdrive, which we'll get to a bit later. Mm. Uh, not a whole lot of else. I've been reading a lot of manga, <laughs> but I, w- I won't say anything about that this time. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Otherwise, chill week, more or less. How about you? Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, no, really haven't had the chance to play much. Played a little bit of Apex. The new season's kicked off yesterday, so oh, yeah. I'm hoping to get some time with it this weekend. I I tried playing for a, a few rounds of Fortnite, and I've n- I have no idea how anything works in that game. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on currently. <laughs> yeah, I feel like every time I log in, I'm bombarded with eight new battle passes and I don't know how the battle pass works and I don't know which colors of weapons are stronger than what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, when, yeah. When you say it like yeah. that, it's because I've been playing it for a second and like I play it very regularly right now. And so like, yeah. it's, it's like, yeah, Fortnite's probably a good like start at the fir- end, the start of the season sort of game. Cause it's like definitely mm. when it's like, it's most plain. Um, yeah. yeah. Cause right now it's just a lot of stuff added in over time but yeah and it's like you d- it, it does things like you you don't have like a grenade slot like sorry you don't have like a grenade button you have to switch to like the grenade and then you like a throwing item then you throw it and you can mm. throw things that give you health or you can throw things that give you like shields or throw things that give you damage then well, it's like, like i was like because i tried yeah. apex a few weeks ago I'll, I'll, like that uses a similar system though doesn't it um you still have like a yeah it does uh, it does I think I was um, thrown off by not being able to throw grenades instantly because <laughs> yeah wait does Fortnite have that no 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 you're right about oh, Fortnite like either way, I was just surprised Apex oh, yeah, uh, like yeah. doesn't have like a grenade button as much I think I think with Apex is like I think I think maybe because I've played like I, I, apparently according to my EA account I, I apparently played a hundred hours of it on the EA version before it came to steam which i don't recall playing that much but <laughs> clearly i did somehow so maybe it's like now it's all subconscious so i think that it's more user friendly than it might actually be <laughs> maybe i would argue against that <laughs> i had a hard time <laughs> with it but it's um yeah no i didn't i forgot about it. like i was aware of a new season starting but i didn't realize it just started so i might jump in again soonish mm, mm. Try yeah they again. added a they did like a whole bunch of changes and the the new character they introduced in this season, his name's Ballistic, and his like special ability is that like he can carry three guns, so you have mm. your two main guns and then you have a third gun. But the third gun, like it has no unlocks, like no accessories or anything like that. That's kind of the caveat. But if you pop your ultimate ability, it um gives everyone like super fast reloads, like unlimited re- ammo and fast reloads, and also that third gun you have gets fully upgraded so it's like oh, okay. you could you could like really how long does that turn the time. thing last i think it's like 30 seconds so okay. i can i can imagine that being very very helpful in like with end game or if you're getting well what they call third partied where you know you're facing off and up with another team and then another team joins you yeah yeah i don't know I, when i play Fortnite, i play solo maybe maybe it's better as a like a team game 
even it as a has player. been generally. It's also like in my experience, ever since I switched to PC in November-ish, you know, like when I got my PC, PC is mm. way harder on average because there's like no one playing that casually outside the AI who are like having a ball by themselves. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's pretty much everyone, every actual player you meet tends to, well, at least in my experience, is playing way harder than you are. <laughs> or at least that's where I'm at. I was like, oh, I always have like okay. a rough time by myself. It's, gotcha, uh, gotcha. Yeah. But you, you've got a crew that you play with. Do, do, you, do you get to play with them a lot? Yeah, pretty often nowadays. Um, but they play on consoles, so all the matchmaking is sort of like a bit nicer <laughs> in that way. And it's like, because I'm not like amazing. Like, I'm probably a little, like having mouse control probably isn't the most even. But like, we lose all the time anyway. <laughs> so it's like, it's not like we're doing tremendously well. Um, so I was like, I don't feel like it's too unbalanced with me there. But I was yeah. like, I don't know. But it's like clearly mixed in with like, you know, like if you play on console, at least when I first started playing, it's like mm. there's clearly a lot of. There's AI, but there's also like I'm pretty sure you have, you know, all the input-based matchmaking is more obvious because yeah. everyone just has harder time aiming, where like that's less true on mouse. This is like mouse with uh, on PC where everyone just melts mm. you almost instantly. It's like it's yeah. kind of yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, but that's oh, fair like enough. yeah. So it's um, I forget why I started talking about it exactly because you were just like you didn't like it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh, you're playing I, solo. That's right. As, uh, yeah, that's the thing. So maybe, maybe I should be playing team games. Maybe that'll be better. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll try that. Yeah. <laughs> you got Apex uh, to play though. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, <laughs> I don't know. I keep doing this thing where I just keep hopping from game to game. Like I'm like find I'm like a lost puppy or something, trying to find my 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 group. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I'm, try- I'm just trying to find the multiplayer shooter that'll that'll fulfill my needs, but. I don't know. It's like I'll hop from Halo, like because obviously I played Destiny for a while, but then I just can't be. I can't deal with their kind of. I, I can't deal with the model of like you know releasing half baked content and then doing a lot of busy work just to keep up with the pat like with the power requirements and and things like that. So I'm just like, okay, I like Halo, but it needs more content. Mm. <laughs> and then Fortnite is like so cr- like. I don't know, I logged in and, and I picked up the like the attack gear from Attack on Titan. It's like, man, this is... How is this in this game? <laughs> yeah. They did a good job of that one as well, but it's like it it's kind of complex yeah. for how it works. Like, it took me yeah. a second to f- realize how, like, yeah, just how to play it normally because there's a few items like that one. And that one's like, I don't yeah. know. And it's like, now they've got lightsabers that have different force powers. Like, there's a lot of layered mechanics right now. So it is an... Yeah. Nice time to learn it, probably. Yeah, and I, and I feel like if I, I feel like if I watch a video on how to play, like you know, tips for Fortnite or how to play Fortnite, unless it came out this week, is probably out of date. Maybe <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, enough uh, talking about how this old man is struggling to play with these new newfangled games. How about <laughs> we talk about <laughs> some of the big news over this past week? I guess this is a story that we talked about a couple of years ago, um, just been quietly there in the background developing, is, uh, well, folks at home may or may not recall that both Riot Games and Activision Blizzard were found guilty of uh, breaching some, uh, 
let's see, uh, breaching kind of workplace regulations and, you know, not treating their staff especially well. Uh, and there was some follow-up, some kind of class action lawsuits that were filed in the in the follow-up. So according to Axios, um, both Riot and Activision have started settling and, and paying out settlement amounts to the, I guess, the bereaved parties. So the, the first one is from Riot Games. Uh, in late 2021, it agreed to pay 100 million US dollars to settle gender discrimination claims. And uh, they were going to pay uh, just over 1,500 women who were or still are staffers or contractors at Riot Games. Um, according to this, according to Axios and, and, and the, the file, the original filing of the settlement agreement, each, uh, each of the claimants would get between two and a half to $5,000 uh, for people who worked at the company um, and they could get an additional payments up to $40,000 uh, depending on you know, how long they were there and, and their, their status of employment Who for people who didn't choose to opt out of uh, like this this class action settlement agreement, um, and then for from Activision side, this uh, is the result of a, a lawsuit from also from twenty twenty one by the Equal Opportu- sorry Equal Employment and Opportunity Commission or the EOC. Um, I'm just going to call it the EOCs. So uh, the company uh, has been making allegedly. Uh, payments ranging from five to six figures to hundreds of people who opted into this class action. Um, and th- one of the the EOC representatives told Axios, uh, this was approved by a federal judge last year um, who called for a, a, a general eight US $18 million fund for victims and uh, three years of oversight by the federal government. So um, a lot of people, uh, some opponents found it too small, but overall... $18 million to be spread out with these hundreds of people um, who had opted into this agreement. So anyone who had worked since 26, September 2016 and based on, uh, sorry, this is a quote, based on the EOX assessment could assert a claim for sexual harassment, pregnancy discrimination, retaliation and or constructive discharge by defendants, end quote. Uh, uh, according to the, the latest filing, Quote, nearly all, end quote, of the funds have been distributed and the remainder will be donated to Reboot Representation, which is, I guess, is described as a coalition of uh, that both Activision and Riot Games are part of uh, that is actually aiming to increase representation of black, Latina and Native American women in the technology, the games and technology sectors. So, uh, I guess some... So some late, late reparations for some people who are wronged over the past few years. Mm. Yeah, it's um, I don't quite remember. How, it's been a while. I don't quite remember where I landed on um these two, these settlements. Because I remember the thing about it's um, I guess Activision's being disputed as being too small, which I think at the time was like, yeah, it probably was too small. <laughs> but it's like mm. it's good to see some, the victims getting something somewhat substantial personally for even if these are like kind of i imagine drops of the bucket for these companies <laughs> both ride games and activision makes absurd amounts of money and yes. it, it they, you know yes. and it's like and that money that those profits are the result of 
the culture and workplace that they've mm-hmm. created. Like, you know, these people's like victimization is part of what fed their machines. But it's, I don't know, maybe like it's probably a bit, I don't feel like being too cynical about it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's actually happening in, in one sense, mm. like at the very least. I, I'm just, I guess like to put it into context, why these amounts can seem, they, they seem like a lot, but then when you realize that they're probably less than, I think they actually are less than the bonuses <laughs> of the CEOs of these companies. Right. Is uh, it kind of puts that into perspective? Mm. So yeah, it's um, yeah. So you know, baby steps. Yeah, yeah. Sad to say, but we're getting there. Yeah, that's that's enough for now, I think. <laughs> Especially without <laughs> yeah. me remem- not being able to remember a lot of the details yeah. nowadays. Because um, yeah, that that Activision, that Activision one that was announced like maybe I think it was a week or a couple of weeks after the 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 investigation by the California Fair fair treatment and employment kind of uh, department so this was like following that a separate mm. entity was uh, suing Activision so right. just just for context mm. for for when that all happened yeah um, speaking mm. of ABK um, small mm-hmm. update on um, what we the CMA's ruling which like kind of blocked the Microsoft Act- Activision Blizzard King mm-hmm. merging or acquisition? Yeah, it was acquisition, wasn't it? Um, yes. Yeah, anyway, they've kind of hired their lawyers, both of them. So ABK is um, apparently reported by Eurogamer, which was itself reporting from Foss Patents' Florian Mueller. Um, it's apparently ABK has hired the ultra-high-profile lawyer Lord David Panic KC. Um, he will uh, lead the company's appeal against the uh, CMA, against this merger with Microsoft. And citing a reliable source with connections to the legal community, so he's um he's has like a very prestigious, in what word, client list. So includes the Queen, former Queen Elizabeth II, former Prime Minister Boris Johnson, uh, Manchester City, the football club, and former BBC Director General Mark Thompson. So he's been around in terms of just very public clients. Uh, Microsoft hmm. has also hired their own, Daniel Beard KC, described as, quote, one of the bar's leading specialists in competition, EU regulatory and public law, which sounds like what you want. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so... The big guns. Sound, yeah, so it sounds like ABK and Microsoft individually have kind of hired the best they could get for yeah. this situation that could result in you know, changing of hands of billions and billions of dollars. So yeah. not a surprise, but, you know, stuff's <laughs> moving quickly-ish, you know. I guess I imagine they already had stuff like this in plans, yeah. but, you know. I mean, to be fair, Queen Elizabeth doesn't need a lawyer anymore, so <laughs> he had some time on his plate back <laughs> back in his calendar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's doing great. <laughs> um, after that... Um, otherwise, um, yeah, another small update with, with not many details. Apparently, mm. sources in the EU Commission or around it, whatever. Um, this, you know, this is a report from routers. So they say that sources from routers say that EU antitrust regulators um, are set to approve Microsoft's $69 billion acquisition of Activision um, next week. So uh, May 15 will probably be the likeliest date this will be mm-hmm. actually announced. Um, the deadline itself 
for the European Commission to make this decision is May 22nd. So it'll be from, you know, now, I guess, until May 22nd. That would be like when mm. the decision could be made, made regardless. But yeah, so it sounds like it's going to happen. But hopefully that's kind of it. Had, it's blocked again, personally. Yeah. That's what I, I would like to see because that's kind of what happened with the UK. I mean, it's not quite, it's not the same thing, but that was like the news about, um, which, you know, I was just wrong in stating that it seemed like UK was just saying that, oh, we're okay with all the COD stuff. Or something like I don't know. They were they were they were saying like they accepted um, one aspect of the deal, and then they came back and said we're blocking this other aspect though. So, mm. but it's not the same situation. But I'm still hoping it happens. Yeah. Um, yes, but that's kind of the latest on ABK and Microsoft for this week. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um, or kind of. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> we've got a little bit more news from from at least the Microsoft side of things. Yeah. Especially uh, with regard to our la- last week's hot topic, which was uh, <laughs> Redfall. Mm. Which I'm kind of... Uh, I found this interesting to read these quotes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Phil Spencer was like um, recently... Basically on the day we recorded the last podcast. So mm. it's been a little... It's been a second-ish. Um, Phil Spencer, yeah, like... Was he like president or leader or whatever he's head of gaming at microsoft head of gaming okay yeah he, um, he formerly he was formerly the head of xbox now yeah that's what that's what head i was of gaming. right yeah. okay <laughs> um yeah so he was on the kind of funny games x uh xcast like their podcast series um he had an interview with them said that um said a few things so one he said that critical response to redfall was quote significantly lower than microsoft's internal reviews of the game are wild to me it's hard to imagine that being true <laughs> but i guess that kind of had to be um yeah I, I think there's a quote there but i won't go into it um he said that microsoft and arcane are taking that feedback to heart the lower reviews specifically and um mm. and pointed to other long supported games from xbox as examples of like fixing what's wrong which in hindsight like so he kind of points to sea of thieves and grounded so um he also mentions that Quote, but I also know these games are $70 American. Um, That's a lot more money here. Um, (laughs) And I'm going to take full responsibility for a game that needs to be great. Um, I was like him pointing out where it's like, yeah, we always fix the games we do, we make wrong. It's like, man, you guys do that a lot in hindsight. I I don't think of that as much as I maybe should. Because it's funny, Sea of Thieves and Grounded actually, like, like, very deliberately the best examples of that. Because I don't think Grounded Mm. came out rough. It just came out, it came, you know, early access i think like and then they've added yeah. more and more to it and sea of yeah. thieves has been like this long service game where it also made sense to be what yeah. it is but it's but like halo also, infinite and <laughs> yeah like halo like if you think about it like you had you had the entire xbox one debacle <laughs> like mm-hmm. that that was a the thing then you had halo master chief collection then you had forza motorsports 7 obviously you had sea of thieves grounded halo infinite again there haven't been that many tentpole releases that are Xbox or, you know, Microsoft exclusives to actually make a list from. And then the vast majority of them have had issues, plagued yeah. them for, for, you know, months or years in the case of something like a Halo. I guess they're like service games in particular, which I guess kind of makes sense in one sense that they'll come out in a certain type of state that could... Well, sort mm. of, I don't know. The Master Chief I, I Collection was really bad and it's still got issues, I think, but it's mostly okay. Yeah. But it's taken a long time to get there. And then yeah. like, uh, oh, I what think was the other one I wanted to yeah. 
Uh, we'll see. Well, there's Forza as well because, like, the monetization that was like a huge thing. People did not like the progression system, the monetization right. being really aggressive. Um, yeah, like Halo Infinite. I mean, it's still kind of an ongoing concern for Microsoft to get that sorted, especially with a lot of senior people leaving. Yeah. Especially the guy who knows everything about the engine that that game uses. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of concerns as from the outside. Yeah. Um, mm, mm. Spencer was also asked about why Redfall didn't get delayed further. So this is like it. Uh, as I remember, it already was delayed at least once uh, yeah. publicly. So, but he was asked about you know why didn't delay it to a point where it could be good, basically. Um, so it's got a few <laughs> quotes. Um, quote. <laughs> there are quality issues and we're working on those, but I think there's a fundamental piece of feedback that we get that the game isn't realizing the creative vision that it had for its players. That doesn't feel like a hey, just delay it situation. That feels like a game feels like the game had a goal to do one thing and when players are actually playing, they're not feeling that thing, that creative execution of the team. Um, it kind of goes on and says, quote, when a game needs to be delayed, when we what we did with Starfield, what we did with Halo, what we did with Redfall because the production timeline is saying we have this vision and our production timelines don't get us to the completion of that vision. We do delay games. Um, yeah. So he's talking about like kind of the difference between having more time to fulfill like a clear uh, vision of the game, like a clear idea mm. of what that game is going to be when you're finished and having that vision be, I guess, kind of fractured or, whatever like you know just unintended or not received as well as they imagined it would be which i guess is what he's arguing redfall is where it's like he imagined redfall would be received better for the kind of game it is but yeah. it's also got so many other problems which is a weird thing <laughs> it's like you know the quote yeah. doesn't quite hold up as as it, people who have played it <laughs> it sounds like like if from like especially the first part of the situation it's like you know how last week we kind of speculated about the fact that the game kind of seems like it's lacking vision. Perhaps there was one, like one vision set out for it, but maybe the person who was leading that vision or the team leading that vision got changed out or new people came in or there were a lot of changes made and so there was no kind of cohesive, there was no kind of cohesive direction to the game, especially like, you know, looking at the dichotomy between the super serious and super kind of, dire situations that are happening in the environmental storytelling with all the notes and the you know the 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 posters the messages you find everywhere else and then the characters quipping (laughs) yeah there's there's like a weird mismatch there it's a lot of competing elements exactly so and then reading here that uh you know um there's a it's not realizing the creative vision that it had and you know people are not feeling the thing that we wanted them to feel so it 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 sounds like even like phil spencer's acknowledging the fact that this isn't a problem that patches will fix there's there's fundamental issues with the game that maybe not having that cohesive vision really really uh caused Mm. He's also saying that they are going to fix it. So it does feel like it's going to happen take a while. I, I, <laughs> this right. Yeah. Which is like I don't know, like yeah. I have a, like I I like Arcane enough that I want to see how that goes. And Xbox do have a history of I guess having so many problematic releases that they need to <laughs> No, like not saying it's like 
it's, it's like just like I'm not even trying to be you know snarky about it. <laughs> yeah. It's just like they have a history of doing like fixing up their games that come out in a less than great state. So it's like I, I can buy that Redfall will come, be pretty solid eventually, but it really does feel more problematic than these games usually are. Like not just mm. technically, but on a bunch of levels. It, so it, it's yeah. And I think the the. The Xbox One PS4 generation was where that really... I think that's... I mean, if you think about it, that's where those service games became, you know, more mainstream outside of MMOs. Mm. Where, you know, I mean, Ubisoft has, like, what? Rainbow Six, uh, For Honor, The Crew, The Division. Like, multiple fr- uh, releases in the, in, those fr- in the big franchises that have had this kind of... It launches crap, people hate it, and then over the course of three, four years, they turn the narrative around and put in a lot of work, and they create, you know, beloved communities. EA tried to do it, but not to the not too much success. Admittedly, you know, with games like Anthem, Star Star Wars Battlefront Two, and oh, Battlefront uh, Two got there eventually, as I understand it. But it, uh, I think that one, yeah, that one's probably a certain type of yeah. No, you're probably right, mostly. <laughs> Um, and you know, like Battlefield Four turned around, and then Battlefield twenty forty two just you know went back, like kind of went backwards in a lot of ways as well. So maybe, maybe, maybe those like I think when are, when is the market going to correct itself, and maybe players are just going to be like, you know what, we're not gonna we're not going to play this game early because we know that it's going to launch broken. Like, mm. that's the... I wonder when that'll shift, if ever. I don't think it will. <laughs> I feel like hype cycles are too ingrained. I wish it wasn't, but mm. it, it feels like it's never going to get away from it. Because I feel like it's actually infer- like starting to infect other industries more than it's going to... That games are going to, like... uh, So, like, kind of change into mm. something like a similar like publication or not like or like um advertising i guess model mm. as other you know like you know movies we know about them way ahead of time like actors you can talk about it more freely it's i, I know game like games are like a whole other thing it's just there's yeah. so much secrecy about it for the sake i I'm mean getting, hey i'm getting off track now but it's just well what, what was that pre pen like 2019 was remember that when they made that uh, live action remake of Cats. Yes. <laughs> and then they Cats. released, then they updated the 3D animation, the CGI in it like months, like a month after, oh, yeah. two months after release. So they basically yeah. patched the movie. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that part. <laughs> so, you know, we're already there with movies. And yeah, that's true. There, are, there are also examples of Marvel uh, or D- uh, Disney or even Netflix like going back and editing shows from f- the first like say the first week of release or later on when there's like something discovered like a bloop like a mistake or something offensive so there are mm. examples of you know the bad part of gaming <laughs> getting an- emulated by other mediums not <laughs> so yeah we're, there, we're like, getting there yeah but I was like I guess we're talking we're trying to <laughs> keep getting us way off track um, but it's like talking about like you know will players eventually just stop buying games day one I was like, I think with the price up, like, you know, the price being increased for day one games, mm. like here it's so much now, generally. Um, and it's like, that's definitely 
doesn't help, you know, especially as buying stuff digitally on PS5, personally. But it's like, yeah. even like, oh, disc versions are better, but even, the, you know, those are naturally higher now as well. Uh, so it's yeah. like, it's just, um, I don't know. Even saying that, I still don't think so. <laughs> I think people are just going to keep doing it. There's always got to be enough yeah. people to, to like turn a healthy profit on projects like these. Yeah. Though, I guess Battlefield didn't do great, did it? So maybe not. <laughs> no, no, it did not. I feel like every every generation of Battlefield is kind of like going down. Because I remember Battlefield 3 being like a big deal. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, me yeah. too. It's like, it's, it's then, funny. Yeah. Like, think about, I don't know. We should, two too off track still but it's like it makes me think about 2042 again and it's just like man mm. what a weird like you're right like it, it's like they're going like they're reversing backwards with that game to a state a better state and it's like yeah it's um it's i don't know it just reminds me how like how much i was so fully expecting battlefield 4 again like mm. i didn't even play it but that's what i was like that makes the most sense for the series right just yeah. doing battlefield 4 again and they really didn't and now they're slowly <laughs> rewinding things back i was like oh it's gonna be four again eventually so specialists it's, uh, are back <laughs> yeah we have class system again yay <laughs> now you know what role you're gonna play on the battlefield <laughs> <laughs> the game makes sense uh, again yeah yeah well who knows We'll uh, I guess we'll keep an eye out. I think it's 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 a bit diluted now with so many pre-order offers where there's like early access to games. You know, there's like that, you know, fear of, like that additional level of FOMO, you know, yeah. that fear of missing out that players might have felt before with like, di- like cos- cosmetic items. Now they're feeling like, oh well, my friend's gonna have a three-day head start on this game. I wanna I wanna be there as well. Like I, I've been sucking in like that as well with battle both Battlefield and. I think both Battlefield and, and Forza Horizon 5, I got suckered into getting like the premium edition because I was like, oh, well, I want to play three days early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's, um, oh, yeah. Of course. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll Game see. Pass will just excuse everything and we just don't even care anymore. I don't know. That really, yeah, it's like we were talking about that last week. Like, I still stand by what I say, where it's like, it's I guess the if they're going to try and. Fi- yeah, it's like with Game Pass, like it really does feel like Redfall is in that position to be safely forgotten. And if they're yeah. going to, like, and like, and like safely upgraded over time. So people are starting yeah. off with a really low expectations and they're only going to get higher. I think they've, the best way to upgrade it would be to make a new game. <laughs> be the best way to upgrade it. <laughs> I was, I was, Maybe. I was telling, um, I was telling my friend Nick, who is a like a diehard Arcane fan, I was telling him how bad, like how disappointing this was, and he was like, "Oh, this is like, oh well, you know, <laughs> that what a bummer." Like he he and he he doesn't get he doesn't like Game Pass and things like that. He wants to quote unquote he he wants to get games on Steam. So if he did get it, it would have been like a full price game, and he would have been very bummed out by it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, especially oh. because a game like that. Maybe for some people it'll take them two hours. You know, it'll take them more than two hours to kind of figure out. Okay, all the right graphic settings, all like yeah. like all the different settings. Enough to figure time that to go past the two hours. The two hour return window. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe that's the trick now. Maybe all in-game tutorials would be like two and a half hours. So, <laughs> so, so it's too late. You can't return it anymore. Yeah. Uh, Bleak. Well, uh, bleak future for gaming. Well, speaking speaking of a, a bleak future, we've got a couple of couple of stories here. The first one being uh, PlayStation uh, 
shutting down the developers behind the games Entwined and Concrete Genie. Uh, Pixel Opus uh, was the name, which uh, which was pretty cool because it it started off like very early on in the PS4 generation as a project for uni students to you know, like a PlayStation supported project for uni students to get some turn ideas into games and then became a studio and you know 10 years later it's shutting down so this uh, came came about because uh, Pixel Opus tweeted uh, the following message as we look to new futures we wanted to say a heartfelt thank you to the millions of passionate players who have supported us and our mission to make beautiful imaginative games with heart and then GameSpot reached out to, to Sony to get an official confirmation and comment on the the announcement and received the following uh, quote PlayStation Studios regularly evaluates its port- portfolio and the status of studio projects to ensure that they meet the organization's short and long-term strategic objectives as part of a recent review process it has been decided that Pixel Opus will close on June 2nd which is this reads very much like all the statements that you know, all the tech companies made when they were doing mass layoffs over the past 12 months. Yeah, it's so really it's, brutal. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, it is sad, though, because I don't, I don't think yeah. I realized, I don't think I knew that Entwined and Concrete Genie were, like, from the same developer. That also makes me sad because, like, Concrete Genie came out a long time ago, mm. or a good time ago, and it's just like, yeah. oh, it's a pity we won't be able to see their last thing. Yeah. Because they had to be which, which was still, Which was still uh, in the works. Mm. Um, like, uh, by all means, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully the the team there find. I'm sure they'll find. You know, they'll be absorbed into the, the 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 massive PlayStation Studios machine, <laughs> all the moving parts there. If not, uh, I'm yeah. sure that you know, I'm sure that there'll be pl- uh, a few different studios that'll be eager to bring on some some seasoned veterans veterans, um, especially. People who are very familiar with uh, PlayStation hardware, on that yeah, level. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Mm. Well, well, speaking of uh, impending doom, this time it's the the virtual kind and the the kind of fun kind. Uh, NetherRealm Studios, the uh, Warner Brothers founded developer of the most recent Mortal Kombat games, uh, has uh, been teasing a, an in, an impending announcement of. Uh, a new Mortal Kombat. So, the first trailer uh, was from a few days ago, and it shows a a shot, a close up shot of sand falling in an hourglass. As the the camera pans up, time slows down, and then you get a, a single grain of uh, focus goes into a single grain of sand, and then the grain of sand explodes. Now we've got a teaser where we see a a close up of a clock face, um, following the minute hand. Uh, as it goes up to 11 and it dramatically moves from 11 to 12 and then goes back to 1 so based on this um the the rumors going around is that this hints at the fact that it's a re- complete reboot of the series again but instead of being an alternate timeline like the last 3 Mortal Kombat games have been this would be like a remake of the original Mortal Kombat and telling that story or a version of that story, I guess, which, uh, I don't know. I guess it's been 14 years since the last reboot. So to the reboot of the reboot, 
I think we're, we're due for it, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's been long <laughs> enough. It's hard to imagine because, like, I, I like because it's you know it's been a long time since I played MK9, um, mm. in that story mode. But it's just like it's. I remember, you know, it's like it was like the first you know cinematic story mode for one of these things. Like it was, you know, it's like almost mm, solely responsible for, sure. for Mortal Kombat and being a thing. And like even fighting games be having like the expectations of story modes like that in a bad yeah. way, almost honestly, because most of them are kind of rough. Um, but it's like <laughs> it's really most of them are just movies now. So, but like yeah. MK9 was yeah. kind of neat because it was like almost like a you know actually tough like set difficulty yes. arcade mode which is like really like it was really hard to actually win it especially as someone who's not great at video games but it also just kind of because it's all ai it can cheat on you sometimes <laughs> so it's just like it's <laughs> but it's just like a cool thing um yeah anyway it does make me think it's like i feel like i have a good enough memory of nine that yeah i don't need another one <laughs> i yeah. don't need a like a shinier recreation with less interesting <laughs> gameplay yeah because yeah, they had they had nine which was a different timeline to the original mortal Kombat games mm. like the beginning of nine directly references the events of i think it was mortal Kombat armageddon which is the last one that came out i think it was on the wii it was like I, I yeah like, that gen yeah <laughs> like yeah, ps2 like and deadly yeah. annihilation no, no annihilation deadly alliance and there was like another one that were like pretty much the same game with like new characters <laughs> oh, okay because i remember armageddon like i don't think i ever played any of the old ones to be honest but i know yeah. armageddon has like a hundred characters in it and they're all yeah, the same like, <laughs> or a bunch of them are the same that was a like, complete like just chuck anything i think it just went yeah. off the rails <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and then you know model combat 10 introduced the combat kids you know like the the younger like cassie cage and Jax's daughter jacqueline i think yeah, yeah. Then yeah, like, sounds right. Yeah, and then the other ones. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not clearly. I'm not up on the the story mode uh, mm. for the for those ones. Um, and then there was like eleven, which by all means, very very well regarded as well. But yeah, I I, I admittedly, I'm not a big Mortal Kombat fan. But hey, I know that it's a beloved series, and yeah, Netherrealm makes great games. Uh, um, and it's like, I mean, based on Netherrealm's history, usually the last few years have been like an Injustice game, then a Mortal Kombat, then an Injustice game, then a Mortal Kombat. But in this case, uh, I guess the the trend's been bucked and it's it's going back to Mortal Kombat. I think those inju- that Injustice series that uh, Netherrealm made in partnership with DC really took off. Yeah, definitely. I think the like, I'm not sure if it was like assumptions or actual rumors or anything like, or maybe it was confirmed somewhere. But I thought part of it was that um they couldn't kind of keep going with unjust injustice mm. while the mergers were happening because they didn't know where they could end up because they were on sale for a second, I think. Yeah, like, yeah, the runway. Yep. So it's like yes. they just that they just didn't know if they could actually release the game even yeah. like at all. So it's, it's like, like I kind of love get it. it. Yeah, yeah, people it's like, love it's like, it, but and, yeah. Yeah, but it could definitely still happen now, I guess, if they're not mm. gonna sell off now. But maybe yeah, they'll just keep going yeah. with Mortal Kombat. I don't know. Yeah, because like they there was like a spin-off comic series which is still going, and then there was like I think an animated TV show and things like that. So clearly, like the Injusted, Injustice kind of world, the lore that Netherrealm made was really really well done, and uh, would have a scene. But hey, we'll we'll, we'll uh, maybe we'll see a cameo from those DC characters in this game because. Uh, 
I mean, if Arnold Schwarzenegger and the Predator were in there, <laughs> I think anyone can make it into a Mortal Kombat, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like DC heroes are like the low bar <laughs> of the clear. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not sure if Doom Guy was in uh, the the last Mortal Kombat, but a guy who played the Doom Guy in a movie, he's rumored to be in the next Mortal Kombat movie. So, Carl Urban, who most famously played the the space marine in the Doom movie, most famously, <laughs> most famously, that's what I'm gonna say. God damn it. Um, okay. Li- Probably most famously known for his role as Billy Butcher in Amazon's The Boys uh, live-action TV show. Uh, the uh, According to The Wrap, um, uh, sources have indicated that Carl Urban uh, has been finalized to play Johnny Cage in the upcoming Mortal Kombat film, which is the sequel to the 2020... Wait, no, 2021 Mortal Kombat movie that I think we both enjoyed, despite its kind of like cheesiness i think we both relatively enjoyed yeah, it. yeah like we were all right with it yeah like i, I didn't i didn't have any many like it's yeah. you know not amazing but not awful generally yeah it's like competent enough so yeah excited to see another one really like yeah. there's a lot to do with it like yeah. you, you can do with it i mean mm-hmm. so uh according to the rap simon mccoy who directed the 2021 film is also set to return uh, as well as uh there's going to be uh, j- uh, in this case, Jeremy Slater, who played a uh, Jeremy Slater. Okay, I think, I think he's, he's the, is he the voice. He's the writer. Yes, he wrote uh, uh, TV shows like Moon Knight, The Umbrella Academy. Is uh, is uh, I guess not penned, but is is the person who's rumored to be writing the screenplay for the sequel film as well. So there's some pedigree there. Um, mm. I. What do you think about Carl Urban playing a Johnny Cage character? Do you think that'll work? I I, I bet it'll be great, but I can't imagine. I, I find it hard to picture it personally. <laughs> I'm like just picturing I, a cock, Cockney accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's it's generally like I genuinely can't see him in the role easily at all. Yeah. But it's like I I can't imagine he'd be anything but great if he's doing it. <laughs> like it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> like how why would I you miscast someone yeah. so hard? <laughs> otherwise, yeah. yeah. Like I don't, like the other like you know who think I think would be a great uh, Johnny Cage would be Nathan Fillion because uh, yeah because like Nathan Fillion does that kind of you know uh, quippy main character type guy you know he does that really well yeah it'd be a good fit if he was like it's a a, unfortunately he's a bit old nowadays but like he definitely (laughs) has the right character for it like personality yeah yeah yeah. so it'll be it'll be interesting maybe this will be like an older johnny cage so maybe that'll fit i guess carlo that's yeah that that does sound yeah yeah that's true but i I was thinking about the beard because he's still filming the boys and it's like man he can can you regrow that thing (laughs) like in time if you have to shave it all (laughs) off but like maybe an old johnny cage is like he's like a has-been star (laughs) i guess that's always true eh? but it's just like it's um yeah no i think you're right though i think i I could see him being like a world-weary like you know loser <laughs> a version of yeah. Gage like we're you know well past him being actual movie star like that's pretty easy to imagine actually <laughs> yeah nah it's um yeah you know what uh, I'm excited for it I'm just excited that there's gonna be another one of these yeah <laughs> I'm happy about it <laughs> like not many others are but I, I think it's gonna yeah. be cool yeah 
Nah, fair enough. Um, yeah, it'll be. I, I hope it comes out next year. Oh, I wonder when it'll come out. Maybe it'll be next year or the year after. It'll be. Yeah. Mm. It's time to have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's going to do it for the news uh, for this past week. How about we uh, take a short break and come back for the chit chat? So I was fortunate enough to watch Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 over the weekend. Admittedly, I was reluctant to go watch it in cinemas, given Marvel's track record over the past couple of years, but I'm very, very happy that uh, I did go watch it. As folks at home, and John, you've seen pretty much everyone online talking about, it's very emotional, this movie. I, I thought it was... I thought. It was like the best mix of comedy, action, emotion, and character development that of the three movies, and it and it really gets that Marvel formula right in in the way of how it all comes together. And yeah, I freely admit that I cried like two to three times throughout this movie. And yeah, I think uh, yeah, looking at the trailers, you probably feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, like last time we watched. Oh yeah, Dungeons and Dragons. There was a trailer for um, Guardians, and I was like crying again, even though I'd already seen it. It happens a lot. <laughs> um, I was gonna, oh yeah, I was going to talk about Superman, but I want to say it's like um, it kind of reminded Superman me Superman like, Legacy, the new one. Yeah, but it's like, I also wanted to talk about like the after credits. Like, not to spoil it. Like we're not spoiling the after. I like I spoiled myself on the after credit one, which I've honestly I like the post credits scenes for Guardians three. I've oh, honestly okay. kind of forgotten yep. a little bit already, but it did make me think about how I was. I'm excited for Guardians three because I have like I'm very confident I will like it and I'll think it's mm. I, I'll enjoy it, which I feel like is becoming a little more rare with Marvel stuff nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and not because it's terrible. It's just uh, just a lot of it's just very mediocre in a way that doesn't like like I feel. I was like, I remember, I was thinking about it when I just like instantly went to look up the post credit, like what's in the post credit stuff, because I was thinking about how like the post credit stuff is always the most essential for the mm. next stuff yeah, happening or in the Marvel. Next stuff, yeah, it's not even close to coming. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like four years away. These things relate to half the time. <laughs> like you know, like Shang Chi had the thing where it's like him talking to the Avengers. Like that's not gonna matter for a long time. Still doesn't. Yes, I know, uh, right? <laughs> and it's like, I, like it's, but it's still the most exciting yeah. stuff because it's, like, it's, it's always yeah. like very comic booky in the way where it's like, oh, these char- these characters are interacting and they they barely do, and it's like, but it's exciting. Uh, but I was mm. thinking about how like that is such a big driver of my interest in Marvel stuff nowadays. And but it's like in Guardians Three, it's like that was that's not the main reason I'm watching. It's like the main reason I'm watching is because I know I'm gonna like it and think it's good. <laughs> but it's like yeah. I was thinking, it's like oh, that's weird, because <laughs> like these movies mm. can't be that important to the saga stuff. You know, they can be a little bit. Ant Man was supposedly very important, maybe kind of. But it's like um, we'll see, I guess, because none of us has watched it. Um, uh, but Quantumania, it, yeah, yeah. I think it comes to Disney next next week. Okay, Disney yeah. Plus next week. I'm actually not sure I watch it, um, but it's um, <laughs> but it like it makes me think about like like all these things. It's like I'm like it. it these movies shouldn't be like about telling a long term story. They should always but pro like I. That's what I think. They should always be about just making a good movie, and mm. that's kind of seemingly got away from both the TV side and the, um, yeah. Well, not even TV. I don't know. Just a lot of it's just not very exciting as individual projects yeah. anymore. I guess is my point. 
Not I think that's why Black Panther 2 and this really stood out is because as standalone movies, they are very they have a, a, a complete arc in and of themselves and very satisfying arc. And then knowing that they're part of a wider universe is kind of the cherry on top, like the references they make throughout and the imagery you see, the little Easter eggs. I like think, even Panther felt yeah. a bit like that though because it's like not in that... Like that's a good movie. Like we both like that one. But it's like... Um, mm. I think that one ends up being overshadowed both by... Bozeman's like passing like yeah. that like obviously the whole movie is about I don't it. think you can help that though. I know I'm not saying it's like <laughs> I'm just saying it's like it ends up being overcast by outside factors yeah. that one's not yeah. fair that like and it, like yeah. they dealt with it as best they continuity could continuity error unintentional but like so much of it is like it's um, it's like it doesn't it's I don't know it's like it, it feels like my driving interest shouldn't be universe stuff necessarily mm. and like that's mm. i don't know that's gonna go from yeah it's gonna depend on the project but it, it yeah. just um and i think also it's because like there aren't many marvel film like like the ant-man trilogy was directed by the same person the two black fan black panther films were directed by the same people i think you had captain america civil war and um like the two, like Endgame, uh, sorry. Uh, oh, like in terms of like having maybe, for better or for worse, like having like a singular, like a creative team with like some, with a set of movies kind of helps. And then, I don't know. I mean, Taika Waititi didn't do the best job, but... Well, <laughs> and I guess the Ant-Man films themselves aren't very remarkable. Well, I don't think they're remarkable uh, in any way. Yeah, I like the second one a lot more than most people seem to. But even then, it's like they're generally not um, remembered they, they as fondly f- as the rest of them. I, I was just bummed out that like they had this cool... Like, was it Ghost? She's the... she's the That was her character, like the one who's like constantly phasing. Yeah. Like, like that's... They didn't do anything with her. Like they, they just wasted all the potential of that. Uh, did they? It's been a long time since I saw her. Yeah. Like she's meant to be in another thing soon, though. But um, oh, is she? Yeah. Okay. Oh. But it's um, maybe I should. Oh, I mean, you'll see it eventually. But um, my, my, I, I really like the Michael Pena character. I wish he was there. I wish he was back. Him <laughs> being like uh, Scott's sidekick. He was. He was funny. I like that. It doesn't make great that he's not in the third one. It's weird that like we're talking so much about the third one. <laughs> yeah, we haven't oh, seen it. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So it's yeah. um. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I'm- yeah, I am excited for Gunn's take on DC. Like, I think he did. I think the Suicide Squad. I like that. I think that was a lot of fun. And I think you really spoke highly of Peacemaker. Yeah, Peacemaker's great. And it's like I don't think yeah. the second season's coming out for a long time, but it's um. Mm. yeah no it's um yeah because that's kind of what i wanted to get to as well it's like with superman legacy it's like i'm very excited for that mainly because he's got such a good track record with writing characters i think and like focusing Mm. on characters which i feel like Mm. is i I think that's why his guardians movies stand out so well it's like not not so much not as much because like the characters are so rich and great it's because the movies focus on them and they give them um I don't, know, I don't want to like lavish praise or anything like but it's like <laughs> it's just like the movie's about the characters and the uh, movies are rewarding for it and yeah I, I don't know it's probably a better and way he, to say it but yeah. it's like he had himself a redemption arc 
Remember when he got cancelled and they kicked him out? Then he went to DC and then he came back. Like, was another whole thing with James Gunn? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a redemption so much as he was targeted by Chuds and then <laughs> people. Oh, okay. <laughs> then he, people go, was like, oh yeah, this shouldn't happen. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Um, okay. He made some off the remarks saying, yeah. years ago, but yeah. yeah. Um, what was I saying? Um, oh yeah, that's right. I want to get like Superman. Like, I don't think you're a huge fan of Superman as a character, just because you don't have, know him. I like, don't have much exposure to him, yeah, so that's yeah. why. Maybe. Which I think is very and, and, normal yeah. for our generation too. Like, just it's just because it hasn't been like a seminal Superman yeah. thing for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and like, I still think like Christopher Reeves is like. I still think of him as Superman. Like, I know Henry Cavill's there, but, like, I don't know, Christopher Reeves, like, the way he played Superman was, like, like, so much like the comics. It's mm. <laughs> like, and Henry Cavill was, um, like, yeah. he, he, he did fine with what he had, but he's, he, he was generally directed in such a somber, sad way. Yeah, um, it was like, like, sad boy Superman, like, it's just, like, ugh. And, and maybe the thing is, like, with DC is, because, like, if everyone's a god, then the stakes don't seem that high compared to, like, you know, Marvel, a lot of the people are just like, you know, they were normal people who became heroes through some some tragedy or some sort of experiment or something. So maybe there's like something inherent there where I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. Um, but it's like the thing with Superman is like it's such a character centric. I mean, I mean, you say that about any character, I suppose, but it's like Batman's yeah. easy to get by because of style and the plotting and just you can you can do a lot with batman before you kind of run into problems with bruce wayne depictions or anything like you can make a good i don't know i'm probably rambling in a way that is hard to understand nowadays but it's like right now (laughs) but with superman it's like everything about stories involving superman have to center around his like internal conflict as like a human versus an alien like you know the idea that he is superman and clark kent is the disguise rather than Mm. vice versa which is normal um and like you know like the idea there's like a lot going on with superman as a character we didn't get any pretty much any clark kent yeah it's like that's like i always i always a little sad when people say it's like oh who would buy that he's you know he puts on glasses and people don't buy him and it's it's because like like i I really love i i love that disguise so much because he just he just like slumps his shoulders and like no one would think to who would think of this nerd as superman is the idea (laughs) it's great henry cavill's clark kent wasn't like that yeah it was very um like the whole a big part of superman is being charming in a really genuine yeah. way. Which he like, wasn't compared to Christopher Reeves's Superman. That's mm. like, it's he actually, um, yeah. Yeah. Cause he I put like in I, a lot more of that dichotomy. Yeah, but definitely. He put in a lot of effort to create that dichotomy. And there was a lot of like kind of playing off like, you know, with the facial expressions, with his body language and, you know, the way he changed his voice and things like that, that I don't think Henry Cavill did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not really. Um, it's like the Snyder movies are a lot like that. There's just not a whole lot mm. of charm to it, I think. But no, these <laughs> these uh these discussions are six years old or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I was I wanted to ask. So, the Flash that's coming out, so the the Flash movie that is technically a reset of the DCEU, right? Uh, the, kind of. Is I that what know. he said? That's the way he pitched it. I think it's like being James sort Gunn of like. Like I'm not gonna say I'm following along the most closely, but it's like my understanding of it is that they kind of like keep um, reframing that movie a little bit 
publicly okay. so it's like it started off as one thing like it's still the same movie but i think they're trying it's like they've kind of rebooting the whole dc mm. like you know a movie tv universe they're kind of approaching like they're you know discussing it differently for audiences where it's like this is what you should be taking away from it and less this so i don't know it, gotcha. yeah it basically is what you just said like there's not much of yeah. a difference it's more about like how much you should uh expect people the people in that yeah. the, that movie to keep coming back which i think was probably a much you know because there's like a version of supergirl in that movie who looks really yeah. cool based on what we've yeah. seen of her but i think the idea is that she's probably not coming back but the, before where she was probably going to be a bigger like part of this hmm. dc landscape etc yeah but um yeah i'm not yeah, sure though. that's what I, yeah I, I think it was just like with this the snyderverse like it was kind of like just like f- trying to find these side characters just to fill in a roster rather than actually trying to tell a compelling story and, and building them up, which I'm hoping that the gu- the gun gunniverse, <laughs> whatever we're gonna call it, um, will uh, will do a better job. I think because there are plenty of there's plenty of love for DC out there, and there's uh, plenty of like plenty of awesome stories. I'm sure that are in the DC kind of comics side of things that we just may not be as aware of because their movies haven't made people as interested in, in their history as Marvel has done with its with its films and making people more fans of like retroactively fans of the comics. So I'm sure there's there's gonna be some great stuff to, to take on and bring to the screen. So I mean I'm 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 optimistic. I should give them give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah I'm on the same boat I think. Uh, but you yeah. got something else on your list of what you did yeah so just quickly i got to play a little bit of a game called hunt down which came out a couple i think it's 20 a couple of years ago what it is is it's a side-scrolling shooter sort of like the original duke nukem games and it's got like a pixel art style it's got like a full-on 80 like very cheesy 80s uh, kind of aesthetic Essentially, you play as one of three bounty hunters and each level you've got a bounty where you're basically mowing through hordes of street thugs and they're, you know, they've got cockney accents with like pink mohawks and chains and stuff like kind of that very stereotypical like what, you know, what 80s movies called punks or like, you know, <laughs> ruffians or whatever. So it kind of <laughs> yeah. goes off that, that 80s uh, like like B-grade action film kind of vibe and carries it through. But the artwork is phenomenal. Like it really captures the look of like, I guess, 90s. It's it's like the qualities in between. It's, it's probably like in between. It's better than like what you would have seen on like a Sega or a, or a Nintendo console back then. It probably would have been like, it's like in between the quality of an arcade and a PC release. Like, very pixel, lots of colors, lots of detail, really like really good, like basically cinematics made using like kind of uh, still images and things like that. So it's got a really cool vibe. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the boss, there's there's really nice puns for like the the bosses and the characters. Like one of the <laughs> one of the the characters, her name is Anna and her surname is Conda, and it's just it's so it's such a it's just so like it's just a fun game to play. I think it's like. 20 bucks on steam or something so um, mm. it, it's not that much now but uh i i definitely I, 
I think we played like the first three, four levels. Like it was me and my friend passing it back and forth, and we we had a lot of fun just talking and just playing through it. It's a yeah, <laughs> it's 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 what you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, like kind of evokes that feeling of like that nostalgia of of playing, you know, shoot 'em ups like and beat 'em ups like that. It really captures that as well. So I, I was very pleasantly surprised. It makes me think a bit of um, Narc. I think that's what it's called. Um, yes, yeah, so that, that old oh, game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember that one. It's like a dude in a motorcycle helmet just destroying local poor, <laughs> helpless people. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, it did not, yes. like, yeah, that's right. It's I like guess, an anti drug yeah, game. Like, <laughs> yeah, like this that. makes sense. Um, it does. Uh, I, I can see that. It reminds me yeah. of some, like, uh, there was um, in that one of those, like, um, Capcom, like, brawler uh, collections. Like from, Final Fight or something. A little bit. There's another one that was like kind of cyberpunky. I forget the name of it now. Anyway, yeah, it, it does yeah. look really nice though. It always goes for yeah. Pixel and there's what like stuff there's, like that. Is it Commando? One of those games, Commando game. I don't know what those. I'm trying to think of the game. It's not Commando. I think it's got another name. Hmm. No, now I'm totally blanking on it. But there was some, there was some game like it's it's very reminiscent. I think yeah, as soon as you see it, you'll kind of know. Yeah, you, you'll know what what it's about. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's uh, that's what I've been watching and playing. John, you uh, we talked a little bit about you know Microsoft and the the bad times of the Xbox One launch, but there was actually some. As I, I fondly remember this game as being like a really awesome kind of surprise. So you, you've been playing some Sunset Overdrive. Yes, um, the Xbox One exclusive ish. Mm. It's on PC as well, which is where I'm playing it. But it's um, Game Pass. Yes, <laughs> I have been, yeah, basically. like I kind of, I didn't, yeah, it's like part of it is like it's a good follow-up to playing Ratchet & Clank because it's Insomniac again um, during yep. their yep. like experimental phase they had um, <laughs> when they left PlayStation for a second and then they went back and got bought. Um, it's like, it's very... <laughs> they left the home, they had to go find themselves, they had to try new things and then now they've come home. <laughs> come yeah. back to it's funny because like Overdrive is actually like, um, I was surprised at how much, like it, it, helps that i just played it but it has so much ratchet and clank dna in it a lot more mm. than i ever expected like and it's it's also like it's very i'm really enjoying it a bunch a lot more than i Ooh, thought nice um and also the writing is something i've really which because I, I all i've heard about the writing is that people don't like it but yeah. it, it remind, like i'm fine with it like it's not incredible but it's like it's mm. not in the way in the way it can be for other okay. games that's good i don't find it to be at least even with cutscenes and stuff is it quippy yeah, but it, like I don't think your character's saying that much from what I remember, but maybe I'm misremembering okay. already. But it's um, yeah, like at least that's how I felt playing it. Like the gameplay itself is very strong. Like I really enjoy it. Mm. It it feels it's. I think what surprised me about it is that like even though when you see a trailer or gameplay or something, you're seeing a lot of shooting, a lot of like you know, mm. um, just doing attacks, basically like attack stuff. Um, a lot of it's pro- like it's mainly platforming. And so it's like you're basically using platforming mainly to build like a DMC style combo meter. And then the more, the higher that combo meter goes, the more you unlock like self-designated, like self-chosen perks that you attach to yourself. Yeah. But it's like, it's really generous. Like it's very, it's very um, easy so far. Like not easy. Like it's, it depends on how, maybe I'm just kind of. Like very rewarding for the effort you're putting in. Yeah. Like I was expecting a game like this to be a lot more punishing than it yep. was personally. I, I'm not sure why. I guess because of the DMC meters tend to be attached to games that are 
punishing. Um, yeah, it's kind of yeah. what. Um, but it's like this one. It's like it's you know because it's kind of got gameplay mechanics tied around it. It's mm. not. It's just not like it's it's you know yeah. there, there's an expectation that you'll reach the highest level, and it's also kind of easy to cheese a little bit if you just kind of swap between like a bounce pad and a grind rail or something. You can just like that's, you, that's it's very easy. Yeah. yeah, it's like I think what I expected was a because it, it's like open world and you're kind of okay. either bouncing across or using like grind rails type um, things or you know a few other um, platforming. Oh, mechanics. I thought it was all grind rails. I guess so. No. Uh, I mean, that is how you get places. Like, that's how you make distance, basically. But okay. you're, you're trying... You can, like, bounce off, b- bounce onto some sort of jump pad. But it's, like, all these, like, platforming mechanics, like, mm. objects are, like, everywhere. Like, you can't... <laughs> like, it's, like, there's nothing missing. Like, you can, like, you bounce from one place and you'll be able to do something that lets you continue the chain. Like That's the, pretty cool. Yeah. And it's, like, also your meter doesn't go down fast either. Like, it's it's very, like... It's extremely forgiving and generous in a way that is mm. I'm enjoying so far. Like we'll see if it, like I stick with it, but um, after a few hours or so, I I was like still pretty into it. Um, it's it reminds me a lot of Saints Row tonally, like talking about the writing earlier. Okay. It's like like because it like I brought up Saints Row three a few months back. Yeah, because it has factions, right? Uh, oh, kind of. No, it's, it's not really. Uh, a crime I remember thing. that kind of the. I remember that being a thing of like the trailers. They introduced kind of like these are these characters like they lead like this faction of of like oh, stereotype yeah. of like yeah. <laughs> they might be. They oh yeah, there are kind of. They're just not really like um, competing as much. Oh okay. There's cool. more that there's like there's a couple of enemy types that are technically their own orgs, I guess, and then there's mm. other like NPC groups. And so far, okay. I haven't seen much of either, but there's um. That's that's, right. that's as much as I've seen so far, yeah. <laughs> but it's um, oh yeah, but that's kind of what I wanted to get back to as well. It's like all the Ratchet and Clank DNA, because like Ratchet yeah. and Clank is like, it's morphed as I was talking about last time. It's like it's mostly a, you know, shooter nowadays, but it's still got a lot of platforming yeah. elements. And this one is like mostly platforming. Like a lot of the gunplay stuff is like, the aiming of it is somewhat automated like you can't just mm. like shoot and expect to hit something without trying a little bit but you don't like you don't have to do much because it's like mostly about traversal like shooting is just kind of um sp- like it's like you cashing in your platforming like smoothness you know it's like you, you okay. know if you like you're trying to get your meters higher like your combo of platforming higher and shooting enemies adds to it but it's um it's more about you're trying to keep yourself constantly on the move and dealing with enemies. Like sort of like a um, like oh, what's the word? It's something you have to do, but it's it's not like depending on the quest and like the mission you're doing. So there's like some mm. like um, what do you call it like tower defensey stuff as well, which felt really out of place. But when I'm talking about it now, it's like it makes more sense to have modes like that that really push you to interact with enemies because otherwise you don't have to outside of missions that much okay like which is another thing that's kind of just like very breezy as a game is that you're not really like so far again it's just kind of easy in the same way a ratchet and clank game a modern one at least is kind of easy it just doesn't um i don't know i'm not sure how much more i have to say about it actually it's just like like, i'm enjoying it yeah, like I was able to tinker with the settings a bit because PC as a PC game that doesn't have too many technical ones. Yeah, um, so I had to tinker with the Nvidia 
like overlaid settings to try and get something <laughs> okay. out of it. Because um, gotcha. the one thing is weird is that it doesn't have much anti-aliasing, like almost none. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so I had to try that and was, do something. Yeah. That's that's very of that generation. <laughs> but it's not, it's not even that old, is it? It's like ten years old, maybe. Yeah, but, um, well, that's ancient, and that's like two versions of Unreal Engine. Being <laughs> 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 now. Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, but it's. Uh, yeah, but I was, I was just surprised at how much of an insomniac game it felt like, which I guess shouldn't be. But it's like, it felt mm. like they were trying something different, you know, like they were kind of having this like edgier, sarcastic tone to the game with like, you know, human characters, which they haven't done for a while either. Um, you know, like the Saints Row style, like that's what it reminded me of at least. Um, mm. Like a lot of oh. like fourth wall breaking stuff too. And it's apparently, uh, I was going to say the, oh, sorry, just, just before you move on. The PC version came out four years later. So that the PC version came out in 2018 and was made by a different game, uh, different per, uh, developer. Oh, okay. It is a yeah. good port otherwise. Yeah. Like it runs yeah. very smoothly on my rig. Mm. Um, I mean, it should really. It's old, but it's like <laughs> it's... You uh, know, never know with games. You so never I'm, know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was saying. Yeah, so it's like it's... Um, yeah that's right like insomniac like it just it really feels like one of their games in a way that i wasn't expecting it to like i was expecting to feel more diverse and distinct from their previous stuff and really it's just more of a it's like they took a lot of the like nuts and bolts of ratchet and clank and just like their history as a studio so far and when it's like mm. we want to make this game but it ends up just being a lot of the same ingredients as ratchet and clank which i'm not yeah. complaining about like it's a different game but it's um i'm surprised at how much it how familiar it feels um in a way i guess that makes me happy as well because like i just i just like their games a lot anyway but it's yeah. um, i've only i've only ever finished one of their games and that was uh resistance fall of man you know the, the quintessential <laughs> the emblematic game <laughs> yeah of insomniac games. i thought you were gonna say no, spider-man yeah. or something actually no i i'm i've got that wish listed i think when spider-man goes on sale on pc i'll probably pick it up right yeah That's, um, Especially because, like, I think number two is coming out soon. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actors keep leaking when it's coming out. <laughs> it's coming in September. Um, but we're not meant yeah. to know yet. Yeah. Nah, thanks, man. That That's... I, I'm glad that you're, you're enjoying it so far. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy I'm enjoying it. Like, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what to expect from it, to be honest. It definitely was a massive surprise when he... Because it, it was announced in 2013, I think. It was... Because, like... That was like peak brown and grey shooter. Like, you know, Battlefield was very like grey and muted. And then Gears of War and Halo. Like, I, I guess Halo had some colour in it, but I think Halo Reach was like the one that came out at that time, which was very like bleak. And then this game comes out of nowhere and is like full of colour and everything. So it was definitely a, a change of pace. <laughs> I want to look up the game. Uh, hang on. Because I was thinking, it's like they made this and then I think they made Fuse with EA afterwards. Fuse was before this, I believe. Was it? I thought it was yeah. after. Fuse was PS3. Like very late PS3, Xbox 360. Okay. Because that was a very boring, like... Um, yeah, that yeah, was... You're right. It's a year yeah, right. Yeah, it was a year before. That's Yeah, okay, mm, that makes sense. That was kind of like forgotten. <laughs> Yeah, so they went out mm. and to experiment with Fuse, Sunset Overdrive, then they gave up and came back. <laughs> no, they made some other <laughs> stuff. They made Song of the Deep, which I forgot about. Oh, what? Like a, it's like, like a, that was a, a small submarine game, and then they made a 
Edge of Nowhere, which is a VR game. Oh. I think I had another. Yeah, Stormland was a VR game too. Yeah. That a, oh. a little bit, I guess. More than I thought, actually. But it's crazy. Um, yeah. Anyway, won't be saying that anymore. <laughs> Probably <laughs> just more Marvel. <laughs> um, uh, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it. I think that's going to do it for the the, the chit chat section for this past week. Yeah. It's uh, a good mix of good mix of stuff. Hopefully, I'll have some more to report on the new season of Apex Legends mm. next week. So I'll be I'll be keen to to report on that. I may have watched Ant Man by that time, but okay. maybe we'll <laughs> maybe we'll I don't know. Maybe we'll watch it later in the month and we'll talk about it in a later episode. Because yeah, I don't know. I oh, know. I was like, I'm happy to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. I just like laughing about it, <laughs> laughing at it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That's going to do it for another episode of Double Jumper Radio. Thank you, everyone, uh, for listening to uh, a, uh, I guess, not as rambly episode in the end but uh, <laughs> apologies for last week's episode going up with the incorrect audio for <laughs> for the first few days uh, uh i accidentally clicked on the wrong file i had every, i had edited everything got the final file out but then i uploaded the wrong file in that folder <laughs> that's <laughs> my fault for naming things so similar similarly <laughs> uh, well don't worry it's not gonna happen again this week um, but yeah, head over to doublejump.co to find our latest articles, links to all of our social media. Um, John, thank you once again. Always a pleasure catching up with you every week. Mm, thank you, Abir. Good time <laughs> again. Yeah, I'll be. Let's find out what other esoteric, like what kind of out of left field game you'll be trying. You'll be bringing up next week. <laughs> Yeah, I've probably got something. <laughs> I've been, I've got Beacon Pines installed. Maybe that one. Maybe that one. Okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll put that on the uh, on the catalog for next week. The play bill for next I week. Actually, make yeah. me play it too. <laughs> uh, well, that's going to do it for uh, another episode of Double Jump Radio. So until next time, everyone, look out for one another. Peace. Bye.